legacy that's wrong. That's the legend of the Armstrongs. Questions get answered. Oh, you didn't know. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to. Oh, you didn't know. I pointed the wrong way. It's okay. I could have been over there. You don't know. <laughs> well, on my screen, you're over here. I'm telling you that, right? <laughs> uh, what is going That's on? That's a Mel Brooks, man? Mel Brooks movie from the get go. Or like, right he went that away. You take at, them north. You take them guy. west. I'm going to stand around here in a circle. Uh, this that always was... reminds me of Brian Regan, uh, the comedian who says, <laughs> yeah. have you ever been behind a, he goes, I was behind a log truck the other day and we got passed going the other way by another log truck. <laughs> and I thought, if you need logs over here and you need logs over here, why didn't y'all call each other and just stay in your own spot? Uh, that's actually really funny because right around all my neighborhood right now was all is all getting sold and kind of houses joining uh oh. not real close to me but all around there and they are clearing tons of land and there are log trucks going everywhere but what i think about when i think about log trucks is like fatal attraction or not fatal attraction what's the movie final destination Fatal Attraction is where they boiled a, a rabbit, right? I was like, I don't remember <laughs> totally the, different. the log truck. No, no, no. After he ate the boiled rabbit, he cracked a log. Uh, look, there's a correlation. Just bear with me. <laughs> hey, y'all got a lot of, y'all like a lot of logs in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. as a, I remember as a young man, we went and we played football. And we had a tournament down there and somewhere in Florida. And now are you talking <laughs> about football or are you talking about soccer? Football, American, American football. football. Okay, because we had uh, a lot of a lot of international talent listening. <laughs> we were somewhere down there in the Panhandle, and I never forget. We got out on this practice field, ready for a tournament, and all we could smell was the paper plant. Was the oh lawn. oh yes, Cantonment. I guarantee you, it was right 13, near Cantonment. We had thirty-five, thirteen-year-olds puking. <laughs> trying to run and heavy breathing it oh yeah it hey it's you got to roll the windows up and for about 14 or 15 miles going through there whichever way the winds blow and you're going to catch it and there's a couple of them right through here right through here it was, it was bad it's, uh you know hey progress stinks i remember the co- I remember the coach was was man you guys rewarded we're going to a tournament in florida and we're like we're getting on the beach yeah we're now we're to... inland we're not anywhere yeah. near beach water's nowhere near <laughs> no, no just blackwater river is all you got sand and smells that's and all we got mouths uh yeah, all right well, man welcome to the panhandle well <laughs> welcome in uh let's uh let's hey how back. i don't even know what we're talking about but how have you been personally I've, last time I've... we spoke you fell yeah, ribs are ribs are getting better. Uh, you know when they the doctors have it down to a science. When they say three to six <laughs> weeks, it's I'm on my fourth week now or three and a half, yeah. and it's starting to finally feel better. Yeah, that's it's almost like they have to go to school <laughs> and learn it. actual science. Apparently, to I'm do not that. the first one to break a rib. They've uh, <laughs> they've got research in this field, and they knew exactly how long what it would to take. do and how to treat it. It's yeah. weird. The meds I work love, perfectly. I I don't know. The, old, the old joke about, oh, I'm not listening to him. It's just, yeah, what do I know? I'm just a doctor. I, <laughs> That's I'm not what Google said. Yeah. Google said. It said I had cancer. The, the best part is everyone asks me if I've got it wrapped up because yeah. that's the 
That's the TV and movie thing? Well, yeah, on television, you have to come out with it taped up or we wouldn't know that you had a rib injury. I I told the doctor like a goof. I'm like, hey, man, you need to wrap me up. He goes, oh, that would restrict your breathing. We need you to breathe. I'm like, yeah, but but everybody's got that. It's ribs. It's the rib damage. It shows rib damage, Doc. I always think of... Doc, uh, do you not watch television? I always think of gender when he had the broken rib back in the day. Wrapped up. Wrap That's how you up, knew dog. it, man. And, and if you start in the match going for the tape, oh. whew, now we're on a whole nother level. Yeah. Tells the story. I did not know, uh, but Uber Fact just came through on the sidebar. Uh, Glenn Coat Close was a lumberjack. What? So, what? so that's that's how that's I got, got the <laughs> yep the correlation. Yes, uh, turns out she loves flannel. I don't know. No, don't. <laughs> I don't even I don't even remember what those jokes were from five seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, Fatal attraction, log truck. That, there it, it goes. There it is. <laughs> Final it destination. Fatal attraction. I got it. Well, we're not talking. Uh, we're not talking. Final destination. We're talking unforgiven in Ooh. your house, dog. Yes. Greensboro, April twenty sixth, nineteen ninety eight, my friend. Ninety eight in Greensboro, North Kakalaki. Do you remember anything about it? Not one thing. But <laughs> when we talk about it, I'll make some crap up. We'll tell a couple of poop jokes. Bing, bang, boom. We'll get right through her. 300,000. Uh, no, I remember it was hot. I remember times were was hot. It? And we were, oh, and we were a running. Uh, it was 98. And so. Uh, oh, you mean times were hot? Oh, not yeah. Temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Himes, no, not, te- not, temper- not tempers at <laughs> all. Was this outdoors and I didn't yeah. know it? <laughs> Yes, it was the one time I worked with Buff Bagwell at Could Lake you? Altoona uh, and <laughs> for summer summer uh, camp. Uh, did you really? No. You worked with we, Buff? We did, we, I did work with Buff uh, at Lake Altoona outdoors in the oh. amphitheater when we worked for WCW. And it was about 100 degrees out there. Um, What's wrestling that, outside like? Oh, it was so hot that you didn't want to take a bump. So we would like take you get each other in a headlock and just kind of stand there. The ropes were hot as fire too. So it was like, okay, just stand right here. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't move. Uh, yeah, it was laser beams are bouncing off. It was uncomfortable. All right. Well, we got. uh, We're in. We're not only indoors. We're in your house. Oh, in your house. And they call me unforgiven. By the way, this was the first WWF pay per view that used the new Scratch logo. First ever. That's a that's a first time ever, people. How about that? That's a fact for you. Did Just you like the earlier care? one about Glenn Close. Did you even care? <laughs> about what? Did I moved to the Scratch logo. Did you think it was I, cool? I didn't even know. <laughs> You're like, when did we do that? Was I go? Oh, that's cool. I can't wear this shirt anymore. Like, <laughs> I can't. I, do, do I have a new one? Do you have a new one? Uh, no, I remember. I remember them uh, rolling that out in a campaign, and they showed us all uh, beforehand, and it was cool, and it was you know, it was it was pro- it was progress, and we we saw it as uh, yeah. attitudinal, if that's yeah. a word, and if it's did not, they really tell you don't wear any of the old logo stuff? No, but that's yeah, of course they did, because yeah. that's when you go. You know what I mean? It was the WWF at the time, so there was already questions about the logo's legality. Sure. And so so there was always that, hey, you know, just so ours was very different from theirs. And, and also, you're current. If you're going to go out on TV, don't wear our old logo. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think that just makes sense. All right, dog, let's get, uh, oh, let's get into it. 20 
five years ago. Way back when, it was the dog and the cats show. You discussed joining DX oh, yeah. and whipping Terry Funk and Cactus Jack's ass yes. in that cage match. So everyone be sure to go back and check out that episode for what happened directly I'm not sure if, if I used such crass language uh, when we talked about it. You never said ASS? I'm not sure. I could have. I okay. might have slipped. Welcome, Dom. You have to edit your first part. <laughs> I'm just you, We're that, just kidding, Dom. That episode, uh, you guys talked about what happened after WrestleMania 14. Yeah. But let's talk about the dynamic changes with you and Billy being in DX now at this point. With adding you, Billy, and Sean all in one night, did you guys expect to be the top hill group considering Sean was working with Austin before he went away? Well, I... I tell you what, like I, I, so surprise, surprise. I never looked at it uh, like we're <laughs> top guys or or not. Um, I did know we were uh, on top of the card. I did think we should have been there, and and it's not that I uh, didn't play a role in that. I don't know how to how I'm how or where I'm going with this, but like I did, I don't, I never thought of us like oh we're the top guys now. Um, okay, but we were in a really good spot. And and I just kind of thought like if there was a top guy, look, I was never the top guy. I was just, I considered myself very important. Uh, You're in the top group or the, one of the a top Supporting group? actor, a supporting okay. gig. You know what I mean? Like not, not the main actor, but pivotal to the role. You know what I mean? Pivotal to the, to the, uh, to the package and the presentation. So I don't know. I, I never looked at it like we're on top now. But we were, and it was really cool. But I kind of felt like we were on top with about 10 other people. You know what I mean? Like Taker right. and Kane and, and Rock and Austin and Holy Mackerel. The list goes on and on. And so it wasn't like we're the top guys. You know what I mean? I think if I, think if I would have been looking at it like that in those days, I would have been silly. You know what I mean? Like uh, I was new to the business and... Man, I don't know. I, I I wish I would have thought about it that way, but I was just having such a good time and doing what I always dreamed of doing. Um, but it's it's also what know. you said earlier. It's why the company was so hot. There's so many guys that oh, were considered top guys that were on. I mean, just look and, at the roster. So many all famers. So I yeah yeah. So I look back and think about the guys that surrounded me, Crazy. and that, that's what I mean by if I say. You know, that's just lying to yourself if you think you're a top guy in that in that group. You know what I mean? Like, you you can be one of the guys, but you ain't him. You know what I mean? You may you may ride with him, but you ain't. Uh, and so anyway, it's I never looked at it like that. We had a hell of a cast of characters, and and I mean, guys that were over for the whole two hours of television, whether it be. Kane coming out here, Taker, Austin, Rock, whatever. It was D DX, whatever it was. Different factions, here Here come the different talents. Man, an hour goes, and I'm talking sold out to the rafters, signs everywhere. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. It was a great time. I say this a lot, but it was a great time to be a wrestler, and it was a great time to be a wrestling fan. With everything going on, is this kind of a reset for creative? Is Did they usher that in with the new logo? Are they talking about this, or did it just happen that way? Yeah, I, look, I think I don't think it's a, a creative reset. Say it's a creative reset, it, it, it's a, that's not true, because you're planning into mania what's coming out of mania. So you, it's not a reset in any way, shape, or form. It's just... Right. 
they added us. Did they add us because Sean got taken out or Sean was injured? You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of questions that go on like that I don't know the answers to. But when when Sean was exiting to get back surgery or whatever, we were coming into that and, and we kind of stepped into that spot that he had made for himself and Hunter. You know what I mean? And Hunter had, had assisted him. They and they got to a certain spot. And then when one of them went away and they added us, we kind of stepped into that spot. Now, whether we deserved it or not is a different debate. Um, but I feel like, you know, history tells the best stories. And I feel like we did all right. All right, let's get into it. You tape it raw from Syracuse, New York. The show is sold out. The story on screen is Triple H, the new leader of DX, dares the outlaws and X-Pac to pee all over the DOA's motorcycles. Mm. We know what, what we what we pride ourselves on, Cassio, is like upstanding uh, sportsmanship, gamesmanship, uh, honest competition. You know what I mean? And so what we did like to do was stoop to to sure. stunts uh, of urine and decadence. You know what I mean? We didn't like to do that kind of stuff. But go ahead. What were you saying? Your buddy Vince Russo made you pee on their motorcycles, right? Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to ask. It was obviously censored. Was it shoot pee? It was shoot pee. And I was <laughs> I was a lot younger man. So the, so the shoot pee was shooting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so it was not, it was not supposed to be. Um, and so I don't know, this is another thing of why I'm, well, you know, boys will be boys, but, but why the, would you do this? Uh, it was literally for no reason <laughs> because our people who, who worked on them and cleaned them and everything is going to have to do it. Not Don Ron Harris. They ain't clean. <laughs> And look at those son of a guns. If I wanted to pee on their bikes, I wouldn't. Uh, but anyway, we did. We did. <laughs> we did it. And me and kid just laughed at like we were like we thought we won the World Series. What do you think we, they were going to do? Just pixelate it, and not show anything, or squirt I, something out of a hose? No, we had a we had little yellow, uh, uh, almost like you uh, oh, you sucked the wax out of a baby's nose or boogers out of their nose. Oh, okay, one yeah. of those little things you could squeeze and it would just go. Ew. And, uh, and so we had those filled with liquid that looked like urine. I think it was apple juice or something. Uh, we ended up drinking that and just peeing on them. <laughs> I always say when it came in, you squirting that in your mouth and just whizzing everywhere. Just like this. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. We showed them on screen. You've had a long history with the likes of Brian Lee and the Harris Brothers. Yeah. Uh, give us a good uh, story with Brian Lee or the Harris Brothers. Oh, good Lord. I can't tell you one without somebody getting arrested afterwards. But I'll tell you what, we have been, we have been around a long time together uh, through Smoky Mountain, through um, USWA, you know, through everything. And then through, of course, through WWE, WWF back in the day. So, yeah, um, those guys are great friends of mine. Now, I haven't I've fallen out of contact a little bit with Brian Lee. Um, and I, I saw him and I spoke to him via text through Wolfie D, who was who was at a signing with him, um, but Brian Lee was 
uh, pivotal in, in my sanity because uh, he's a funny dude, man. He's a big really? funny dude. Yeah, that don't mind. Yeah, there he is. Hey, hilarious. And and uh, hey, don't mind throwing hands. Don't mind talking him way, talking his way into it or out of it. Uh, but uh, for a while there, it was real fun to go out with those three guys. I tell you that much. And you you might get beat up, but chances are you weren't going to. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They were they were big bad boys, uh, and they didn't mind being that way. They they were just re- really look still great friends. He's uh, Donnie, a big dude. he's like what six seven or so. Oh yeah, no, he's a, and big he was dude. and he was at some some times he was jacked uh, th- throughout his career. Uh, he was a Smoky Mountain heavyweight champion. I loved him in ECW and stuff. So yeah, he's been around a, a long time, and I love him to death. But the Harris boys still work around Nashville. Um, Donnie's the manager of the Municipal Auditorium where we did the uh, Flares last match. Oh, thing. that was that was Don Harris as the manager of that building. Uh, so yeah, I got to spend some time with him that day. Yeah, there it is. There we go. There it is. Yeah, that I got to spend some time with him that day. Just, just real good friends. Um, they actually got me a real good opportunity. Here's a little story, but it's not very, it's very kind of anticlimactic. Uh, they got me an opportunity to go through Vince and everything to go and record with Sawyer Brown. Uh, uh, Mark, really? Yeah, what's his name? Mark Miller. Mark. Uh, to me, Sawyer Brown. Anybody yeah, who's Brown. got a name like that, he's yeah. Sawyer Brown. Sawyer Brown. Booty. <laughs> Jethro Tull. They don't have a name. That's yeah. the name. Yeah. Um, actually, I The race I, is on. <laughs> hey, huh? so what was I saying? Uh, they got you a chance to record with Sawyer Oh, Brown. yeah. With Sawyer at, out at his ranch in his recording studio. And we were doing it. And we were laying some tracks down and we were doing it. We actually went out there, too, with uh, Ronnie and uh, and uh, K-Dog to do the three live crew stuff. Um, but then I started doing some singles country stuff. And I got I hammered and screwed the whole deal up. And so, <laughs> bing, bang, boom. Ryan's a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, during that show, Helmsy would get the pen with a pedigree <laughs> on chains. Any memory of this? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> For the love of God. Hello. The many, the amount of times I sat on the outside selling something and watching Hunter hit the pedigree. <laughs> they all uh, together at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's like them uh, logging trucks. LOD 2000, baby. Ooh. Would make the save afterwards since they on a battle royal at WrestleMania to earn a tag team title match against you and Billy at Unforgiven. Ooh. Legion of Doom 2000 with Sonny. Sonny. Did you think that was the gimmick or refresh they needed to get back on track, or was this the same LOD with Sonny? What do you think? Well, what do you I think look, then? I, I kind of thought then, like what I think now, I think it was, you know, trying to uh, slap a new coat of paint on yeah. something that was tried and true, and I don't think it needed it. And uh, and nothing against Sunny, like I, she always was professional around me, and and came to came to work when she came to work. And so I, you know, I don't know <laughs> that came out wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but I don't know. I just felt like they didn't need it. They're they're, they're the Road Warriors, man. And I'll right. forever, forever see them. You can change their name to the Pigeons of Doom and the you know the the whatever. I don't care what. Uh, and 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 they're still the Road Warriors to me. What did you think at that point uh, with the Attitude Era ushering in? They're kind of that, 
you know, stalwart carryover from the from the character days or however you want to say it. But yeah. did did anybody think they were running its course, or was everybody still like, hey, they're the Legion of Doom. Let's figure out how to make them happen. I, I, so I am one hundred percent positive that there were those conversations going on above my head, like sure. in 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 booking meetings and creative. Like, have they reached their limit? Are we there with them? But like I said a second ago, to me, they were always the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors, all of the above. You know what I mean? And they were always the greatest tag team in the history of the business. You know what I mean? They were always, yeah. and, and that's just who they were to me. And I probably got, uh, you know, b big britches and didn't act like that all the time around them. But I'm, I regret that. And I wish I had of because they are, they're still in my mind or, you know them and rock and roll, and uh, there's just a few teams that you say in that yeah. breath, and and they're one of them, and so they always were to me. What were they like at backstage at this time, '98? The same, the same. Look, you, you know how uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Well, <laughs> well, well. So Mike was all play, and Joe was all work, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. they it got they got by. You know what I mean? So it was, but so it was, but that's the way it always was from the moment I met them. And, and, and I bet if you talk to either one of them today, they'll tell you the same about the new age outlaws. <laughs> it yeah. really was all about working out and doing, looking good and doing good and being good. And I was just having a blast, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, Mike and I both, uh, when I get the chance to see him again, I'll definitely talk to him about, does he wish he would have taken it more seriously? <laughs> because sometimes that's a question I ask myself, I, you know, should should I have taken this all more seriously? And I, you know, just lead you down a rabbit hole because no, obviously you shouldn't have or you would have. You know what I mean? You did what you did, kid. Yep. Now suck it up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Tax season is here, which means you've received or are expecting that tax refund any day now, and you're thinking about what to spend it on. How about a new home? With SaveWithConrad.com, we're helping renters become homeowners every single day, and it's more affordable than you think. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need a huge down payment. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. At SaveWithConrad.com, we take the stress out of the home buying process. We'll determine your buying power. We'll even help you find a realtor. And unlike the banks, we don't say no, we say not yet, but here's how. So if you're not ready right now, we'll get you on a plan to be ready. Stop throwing your money away, paying someone else's mortgage with your rent and start the path towards owning your own home today at SaveWithConrad.com. Uh, from that raw, you would go on the normal European tour. It would start in Manchester. You said it was hot dog. How about? 18,500 plus inside with 518,000 at the gate. <laughs> That's a house Woo! show. 518,000 in 1998 uh, at a house show. You know what I mean? And so, so look, we got a, we got a, a, a tour coming up and, and uh, soon and, and, and 
we have gates that are similar to that. Uh, but, but nowadays it's a lot, it's, I, I guess the dollar, I don't know where the dollar's at right now, <laughs> but, uh, but we got gates similar to that. Now I mentioned on one of our, uh, YouTube exclusives at one point that it's feeling kind of like a new, a wave is coming. And I mentioned it feels kind of like 97. Well, this is what we're talking about today is 98. And we were fully 10 toes over hanging 10 on a big ass wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just feel like right now is something's happening in the wrestling business and has been for the past nine, eight, nine months. You know what I mean? Like just something feels like it's happening and, and it, it may just be gas. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> how are how are European tours? Are they fun? Oh man, they look. They were the funnest, and I'll tell you why. For 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 me, I had seen after at this point, I had seen a couple. But for me, uh, there was nothing in the states uh, except for maybe a WrestleMania uh, where there was that many people standing there waiting for you to get out of the hotel, to get out wow. of the van, to come out of the building, to come out like it's holy mackerel uh this is crazy um i, I mean it's got to be what the beatles felt like when they came here you know what i mean <laughs> incredible <laughs> only i was really high and i'm not sure if they were at that time. <laughs> they might be I've well look that their... was another great time and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tease about it it was also party time man it was post mania it was going overseas where everybody loves you and you it's great it's party time and so Are the right, fans take they got to take care of you if you're going to have the extracurriculars, right? Oh, oh, yeah. They're going to, believe you yeah. me, they're going to take care. Yeah. But they're going to do that anywhere. That's that's part of the problem. If you're if you're right. if you're going to partake, they 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 will have it for you. And Can't so avoid it. You know, that's a that's. I look back now and say that's bad. But at that time in 1998, we're on top of the wrestling world and we're in the UK selling out venues. Yeah, we were having a good time, man. And. Uh, I don't say I regret it, but I don't remember it to regret. You know what I mean? I'm told we had an outstanding time, and I still can get back into the UK, according <laughs> my to man. my passport. Canada, however, is a different story. <laughs> uh, speaking, <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. Speaking of not getting into the UK, LOD 2000's gear did not arrive <sighs> in Europe. Do you remember this? They didn't get to dress like the new gimmick. Did anybody <laughs> rebel about it? I, I no, I I don't think so. And and tell you the truth, the LOD was not guys you ribbed a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, yeah. a, it's basically like Brock. You know what I mean? Like okay, I I'll talk to him and shake his hand, but then I basically just hide and, and cower <laughs> and and say, for the love of God, don't throw anything at me or hit me. Yeah, um, when I look at them too, I don't think let's rib them. Let's yeah, you know what we should do? Crap in their bag. <laughs> Why don't we, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? what? Um, yeah, no, no, they weren't the guy. And look, so it was just like, and they would be the first one, especially Mike would be the first one going, oh, look at us with jabronis. We don't have whatever. You know what I mean? He would just be, he would just be the first one to rib if anybody was going to rib. But I, I don't remember anything about that, to be quite honest with you. I don't think it, you know, if it was, I don't know if it was, that's uh, not well, a big they don't, deal. They don't, there was a road I mean, the gear man. is cool, but they don't need the gear to get over there. Exactly. Everybody knows who they they're, are. They, so. You hit that music and here they yeah. come. And yeah. I think what they're wearing is, uh, is beside the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they would beat you via DQ and then you guys would embark to Germany for oh, a four day tour, us, working with the DOA and LOD in Obenhausen, Berlin and Beirut oh, for Morgan. Hamburg. And that's, <laughs> A match we need to talk about. Which one? The one in Hamburg? 
Yep, Steve okay. Austin, The Undertaker, and LOD team up to defeat the Outlaws, Hunter and Kane. What? What an eight-man match this that is, sounds dog. Like, that sounds like somebody was hurt and didn't want to go, and so they hit him in an eight-man <laughs> tag match. <laughs> do, you, do you have any memories of this? None at all, but I'll Germany tell you. Germany a blur. I'll tell you. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> we flew through Amsterdam, for the love of God. Uh, but... <laughs> But uh, but so those kind of tag matches happened all the time, and and I'm not kidding. Like so, some at Madison Square Garden, like some at you know six mans and eight mans. And truth of it was, some of them were booked that way. But some of them were, hey, you're six days into a tour, and such and such knee is just bothering him. He can't. He doesn't need to have a singles match. He needs to stand on the apron, get his interest stand on the apron, come in and stun somebody or whatever the case may be. I'm just using Steve as an example, but. It could have been anything that was above my pay grade, and I would have come in the next day and went, oh, cool. Okay. Do you remember teaming up with Kane much? He seems like the outlier there. He was. He is the outlier to me there, but, of yeah. course, the last thing I remember was getting beat at at, uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania with Kane on my team uh, by, by the Shield. So it happened. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. We were, but I also, you know, him and, him and uh, X-Pac, we're together a lot. So yeah. I, I wrestled with them and against them a lot. So it doesn't seem that crazy to me. Um, you return home on April 13th, 1998. The WWF finally defeats WCW and ends the 83-week streak when Raw's ratings comes in higher than Nitro's. The show itself was built around Vince McMahon's in-ring debut and a match <laughs> against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I know you've said before, hey, you kind of focused week to week. You weren't really looking at the ratings, and that yeah. was above your pay grade a little bit. Uh, but did you feel that night in Philadelphia? Did y'all feel like it was going to happen? We, or were you in that, hey, blinders no, we, on, we got to do our job? Yeah, that's how we look. And, and a lot of people, I, I at least for the most part, the people I hear who were uh, – at least in the in the conversation about who's driving forces on, on what brand and everything. I, I feel like everybody says the same thing, man. We were just doing our jobs and doing it to the best of our ability. And and we ex totally expected to be going ahead of them at any time now. So it was for us, it was like, yeah, we're just working here. We're going to we're going to win this thing because we want it more. You know what I mean? And that was that was kind of our. Look, I know in Degeneration X, that was our thought process. And we might have been all kind of young and in the midst of something that was huge together. And, and so we kind of looked at each other and were like, let's friggin' do this, man. Let's, let's, you know, and so we, we did. We charged full steam ahead and, and didn't find out till the next day, of course, that, oh, the early ratings are in, says we beat them. Like, oh, it was almost like it's not it's a it's a heck yeah moment and it's an attaboy moment, but it's also like it's about time. You know what I mean? We've been yeah. we've been kicking a and telling good stories, um, and they were doing everything but, uh, you know, having Jay Leno get color or whatever. You know, and and so so I don't I don't know when they when they lost it, but I know when we won it, and it was. I said earlier, I was ribbing when I was reading it. I was thought slow and steady, uh, you know, leads the, or wins the race. Yeah. But that's not the truth because we were, we were balls to the wall. You know what I mean? Right. Like we were running hard every week, every week. And so, but it, but it was for, for me anyway, and maybe this is cocky and egotistical, but for me it was like, it's about time. 
you people figured out what what show to watch. You know what I yeah. mean? That's how I felt anyway. Well, it was a new season in wrestling, and it's about to be a new season here this spring. You need nutritious, convenient meals, dog, to energize you. going to talk about you. Factor? Yeah, we are, baby. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You save time, you eat well, and you tackle everything on your to-do list because you don't spend time in the kitchen. Dog, you got to try these for yourself, man. I sure did, and I'll tell you what what, what I love about them is, look, no... no uh, question here i'm lazy so when i get this food and i can put it in my freezer and then i can put it in the microwave for uh, you know in less than five minutes i'm eating i think it's two and a half minutes uh and i'm eating and i'm eating a healthy portion of food and healthy foods too so the convenience man the convenience uh number one the taste number two also what came for me was uh some shakes uh, there was a strawberry kiwi or something like that. There was there was some shakes that were really good also. So uh, I got to look into that a little deeper. But um, yeah, they have shakes and meals. Uh, man, convenience, convenience, convenience. If you're busy uh, like we are, like trying out different buffets from day to day, uh, <laughs> these are the kind, of, these are the kind of meals that you have to have at home ready for yourself. And so factors the way to go. Just like you said, with Factor, you skip the trip to the grocery store. You skip chopping. You skip prepping. You skip cleaning up. You just boom. Never frozen meals ready. And like you said, just two minutes. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back to whatever you're going to do. Me and dog's not calorie conscious. But if you are, if you're trying to get that beach body, how about you can try dietitian approved, delicious, calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Yep. And like you said, they've got the shakes as well. They've got the meals. They've got ready to go. Yep. All you've got to do is head to factormeals.com slash O-U-D-K-50 and use the code O-U-D-K-50. That's is that five because zero. I'm over, over 50? Oh, no, because it's 50% off. Yeah, 50% off that? your first box. That's code O-U-D-K-5-0 at factormeals.com slash O-U-D-K, and you're going to get 50% off your first box. Cut back on that takeout, but add in delicious time-saving meals with Factor, and we thank Factor for sponsoring the podcast. Amen. Healthy eating made easy right there at Factor. O-U-D-K-50. 50, 50 because I'm old. (laughs) All right, oh, no. dog. Yep. Let's let's talk about your involvement on the show before we get any further. What show, show are we talking about? Uh, the big one. <laughs> the big one. Uh, from the Observer, a oh. chain match with Skull and Eight Ball versus Savio Vega and Jose Estrada Jr. lasted all of two minutes and fifteen seconds before DX attacked DOA, and then as they celebrated with Savio and Jose, China gave both low blows, turning oh. on them. It was explained it was a no contest because in a chain match, there is no DQ. (laughs) Try and make sense out of that since a no contest is basically a double DQ. It was horrible, says the Observer. (laughs) Chains did a stretcher job. The story behind it is that the week before WrestleMania, he was sent home because he was in no condition to work. He nearly lost his job, but since he's friends with Undertaker, they gave him another (laughs) chance and led him to Mania. And this TV before doing the injury angle to send him home, dog. 
you remember any cool. story about chains and what happened at WrestleMania? So I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I don't, when I read the notes earlier, I thought, <laughs> well, I don't have a clue about this, but it was probably because it was around the same time. Like I'm just trying to survive WrestleMania week also. And, uh, and so, so like I'm on the edge of not being fit to wrestle. <laughs> right, myself. right. Fit to, uh, to consume. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I, I didn't, I never heard any of that. And I forgot there was something uh, earlier that before, before he went the on chain the chain match ending in a no oh, contest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about like that's my so so to me if you start thinking about all that man you're wasting some time in your life you know what I mean like you can you could have that time back man what would you do with it you know what I mean would I, you, you know I I think about nicer? 98 at my time watching this as a fan I don't think I ever went well wait why is it a DQ how come the chain match didn't was, continue yeah we were just going what's happening there's just got a stretcher it's chaos DX came out and beat, up the, them. You know, just, beat up the bikers and the boriquas and she hit them in the niz and and I, like I don't know there's a lot of stuff going on there it sounded like some Russo booking that's for sure but it was it was it was obviously working yeah uh, let's continue. Owen Hart pinned Billy Gunn in eight minutes and 39 seconds with a schoolboy out of nowhere in a decent yep. match. DX was with Jim Ross on commentary. Helmsley was hilariously ripping on LOD. They all brawled after it was over. <laughs> um, dog, did you that think sounds, there could that... have been more with Owen after the screw job? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, look, of course, of course. But I also have the luxury of, of retrospect some right. 25 years. You know what I mean? So it's it's not fair to ask me now. I just feel like then there was a lot more, you look, whether you believe it all or whatever you, you think, is there was a lot of personal stuff involved in a lot of professional stuff. And so I think there were, it wasn't that black and white of, and I'm just, uh, speculating too by the way i'm just speculating like uh, george w um and so uh <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna do it that was his dad Sorry. um <laughs> you think it was a case of let's just move on a little bit well, i think it was a case of let's try to move on but how do okay. you you yeah. know what i mean because it is a very tricky situation and and saying it's a tricky situation is not giving it the 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 right amount of uh you know, weight that it should carry. I just don't know what else to say about it. It was just, a, it was just very uh, thin ice because of because of all you know the real life things that happened. It was a tragedy. Uh, after this is over, um, when do you find out that Raw be Nitro? Um, the next day, you know, the next day. Is there a big found... to do about it, or was this a normal meeting and they always go over stuff? So, so really, there probably wasn't a meeting. Truth be told, I think we went home Swear the next day, around. and and just the next day, like, I I don't really remember, but I can imagine Hunter texting me and and me texting Billy or what you know what I mean, just us saying, "Hey man, we beat him in the ratings," and it was like, "Okay, cool, yeah, we should have <laughs> whatever," you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, um, and I think we were all kind of traveling, so I'm sure it was a bigger deal to the people who were uh, in the day-to-day -day trenches, you know, the, the creative writing team, the, the leadership, the, everybody. I'm sure it was a bigger celebration inside that office building than it was inside the ring, you know what I mean? Uh, to toot your own horn a little bit, how important do you think DX was to the ratings game? Well, look, I, I jokingly sent that out on Twitter 
not long ago and 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 uh but but i was i was serious because wh while i do say a hundred percent kane taker austin rock i mean I, and and really lod uh dx Kurt Angle is coming. You know what I mean? Like all these people. I don't even know Kurt Angle was there yet. I just made that up. Um, but but Foley. there was, yeah, Mick Foley and and he's three characters are over. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so it's it's while I can two things can be true at once. I can say that we were not responsible for that, but I can also say that to some degree we were responsible for that. You know what I mean? I know that's a, that's a cop out, but that's, that's just a fact. Like we were a factor in, and, and I, and I, I would argue that Degeneration X were a factor in uh, winning the Monday night wars. As you could say, uh, just like the chow hall guys in uh, making in world war two, had something to do with us winning. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like they, well, I'll play they, the part. they, yeah, they played a part and the part while yet thankless, very important and very, uh, meticulous and, and specific. So, Hey, I it feel, it felt good. It feels but, good to be a, be a member of that team, you know, but it's like you said before and hinted at about the storytelling, uh, all those guys you mentioned, uh, were on one side, but we needed your side to, really be invested yeah. whoever you rooted for you've got the stone colds and the foley's and the takers we need the dx to go wait look at these guys yeah. what, what's and, happening here? and then when we talked about this on post uh oh you didn't know episodes as well uh but um then we had the nation of domination coming right? up with farouk <laughs> and and uh you know they had they were a talented gaggle too you know what i mean Dilo yeah. brown uh mark henry uh the rock they all uh, ended so, up pretty so, good. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, right? Every one of them's doing all right. And 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 was doing great then. And so what a great cast of characters, man. Um and so yeah, you, you if you ask me honestly, and it's my platform to 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 justify why my thinking is this, I can explain it. Yeah, I think I played a small part. I played a very small part in the part that DX a little bigger part play, you know what I mean? And so I, I, it feels good to feel that way, even if people disagree with it. You know what I mean? Eric Bischoff recently it said, doesn't, what it does, what it does. I just wanted to get this in. It doesn't change the fact that Glenn close was a lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I shut it all the way down and got serious. If you and say then, it one more time, I think my law, it's supposed to be a t-shirt on a box again. Clean clothes was a lumberjack. Uh, <laughs> oh, my, my rhythm just flannel <laughs> Yes. Oh, that'd be uh, great. Uh, our buddy Eric Bischoff recently said on an episode of 83 Weeks that Sean Waltman was almost as important as Mike Tyson was to Raw defeating Nitro. What do you think about that statement? I mean, a strong, but, but I think to my last statement, there's truth to it. Yeah. So I think you could make that argument. I think him saying that's not like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. You know what I mean? Like, I see how people could go, well, come on now. Mike Tyson was the crossover and uh, I can see where that argument can be made, but that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean that, that his argument is negated. Like <laughs> Sean played a huge role. He was, the, he came over and you know what I mean? Like he, he did play a huge role and, and I've been arguing for my role for the past 15 minutes. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we were pivotal, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and it's not like if they didn't have us, it wouldn't have happened, but I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have. 
Uh, the main event features Do Love coming out and getting involved in a classic bait and switch to avoid doing Austin versus Vince. You guys <laughs> are in a dark match right yeah. after. Oh, heck Was yeah. the crowd disappointed or are they just happy you're there? It doesn't matter if it's on TV. Yeah, they, a lot of the times when they're there, especially if all of a sudden here comes everybody back out and we get into a bing, bang, boom, and uh, and all of a sudden stunner and duck and stunner and duck, you know, and uh, everybody pops and goes home happy and the heels run up the ramp with their tail between their legs. But so, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the times, you know, because look, it was it was uh, appointment television. So it was, if you knew, if they took something away from you at the end of the night, next Monday you were going to get something. You know what I mean? And so I, th I think it was, I think they all, uh, you know, the, the live event audience is in there for, and they, they have the mob mentality. Once you stun some people in there, they're going to pop and go home going, oh, my God, Stone Cold's awesome. Well, speaking of, uh, just for the record, two minutes into the dark match, you took the stunner in the eight man. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all happy. <laughs> hey, look, I took it really well. I'm not going to lie. My uh, knees and his landing, I could always <laughs> stick it on time and land right flat on my back for the for the pin. Um, so it was, I had it down to a, to a degree. There's actually a shirt that I made. I don't think it was the most money I ever made on merchandise, but I made a good penny on the shirt that was sold in Walmart for a while of, I had the uh, Aunt Jemima headband on, you know, going down in the back, sure. and the braids like this, and he's stunning me, and we're in midair, and that was on the uh, on the T-shirt, and it was a Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirt, but I got some change for it too. You were and, on it. Oh my lord, it sold like a son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. The next night you're in Nassau Coliseum. Mm. Dogs, where does that rank? Is that a good uh, venue yeah. for you? Yeah, that career? is a good one. Uh, there's yeah, there's several good ones, um, and Nassau was a good one. Look, Long Island is that is that Nassau Coliseum on Long Island? Sure, I, I think it is. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. Yeah, no. But but it's it's a great it's a great building. Uh, you know, so is the New York territory. So is uh, yeah, you know, Uniondale, New York. Same in, thing. Yeah, yeah, in, Long in, Island. In Toronto, yeah. So so Toronto, um, Chicago. You know what I mean? Uh, just just for me personally the favorite is the tacoma dome uh in really? seattle uh or tacoma or wherever the heck it's at on the on the border there but yeah it's a it's an awesome venue with awesome acoustics uh and and we were there in 98 and it was hot uh i just remember that me and billy talk about that being one of the biggest pops we've ever heard for ourselves i'll tell you this if you're a fat guy and you go to sofi stadium for wrestlemania boy you better get your walking shoes on. Uh, really? You're gonna catch an Uber. It so was. what? So I'd have had one of them scooters. One of them. I would have killed. For, I would have punched somebody and stole a scooter if I saw it. Whoa! They're not. That's they a are. Big, that's a big stadium. Big stadium, but the Ubers, boy, they got them a ways uh, away. Ways. Yeah. yeah. Ways. That's why you got to get a limo. Take I mean, we out. got picked up by the Forum, you know, which is not the same venue. That tells you how we got picked up at the Staples Center. <laughs> yeah, we're like, go to another event and find an Uber. You ain't getting one here, pal. Uh, but, oh, Lord. Um, from the Observer, DX did an interview where they triple dog dared. I mean, can yeah. you even do that? Yes, you can. You and jump straight to triple dog? The person, well, there was a double dog in between there that we didn't televise. Well, they, 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 they it was a dark double dog uh, they triple dog dare triple h to whip it out on television 
Yep. They came out with Triple H wearing a trench coat, <laughs> vowing to whip it out, and showed spraying water on the fans from behind. But when the camera shot him from the front, he was spraying a super soaker and not oh, urinating. It wasn't Or urine. giving the fans a golden shower. Both terms, by the way, that good old JR used to like to say. <laughs> he used the term golden shower? Yes, so dog, I want to ask oh. you right now. Can you do an imitation of JR saying gold Well, I'll tell you what business is about to pick up. This Hunter Hearst sounds like just golden showered the third row. I don't know. That's my best that's my best Jim Ross. I don't have a good JR. By the way, Glenn Close is a lumberjack. JR is Terry Funk. Mine is All of mine are Terry everybody's Terry Funk. Uh, this type of stuff, man, you guys are just going out and having fun every night. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we really were. And, but and did you, I know your, your position is heels here. Is it, when did you start to feel, hey, you're starting to get a baby face reaction on Yeah, not situations. long. Like it, yeah. it was, it didn't take long at all. And look, there's those dregs of society that are at the show that start, <laughs> that are popping from the get go because you're just being an a-hole. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's I those guys. Oh, that's mine too. <laughs> mine too. That's what I'm saying is, is there's those people out there that are doing it. <laughs> and then all the other people have enough courage to go. I like butthole jokes too. You know what I mean? And then here we go. And so, so, so really it was just about loosening everybody up a little bit. And it was a privately owned company. So we could do and say what we wanted to. Uh, LO, yeah, that's a big difference. That helps. Uh, LOD and Owen Hart would come out to challenge you for the six man later in the show. Again, from the Observer, Triple H and Outlaws beat LOD and Owen in 11 minutes and 25 seconds. When X-Pac hit Animal with a chair oh. and Billy Gunn pinned him after a pile driver, Hawk wrestled like he was walking in his sleep, but the <laughs> bout was decent since Owen worked most of the way setting up the hot tag. Do you remember this? Is this an issue of Hawk maybe going through his demons right here? I don't remember that. Okay. And In all honesty, me and him were probably just equally as messed up. Uh, <laughs> stepping across the ring from each other. Dangerous and, and silly and not responsible at all, but true. Uh, yeah. That's just a fact of where we were at. And so, no, no, I didn't notice him being any more messed up than I was or or than he was any other time. Um, you guys are a month into being DX. You're, you're Like you said, we, we're starting to get baby face reactions. Yeah. You're hot as fire. I mean, this is, for a new, for a new change and a look and a new squad, Oh yeah. This is a big first month. Hey, and it happened fast. I mean, yeah. we talked about uh and really I didn't realize it until we talked about in past episodes of uh oh you didn't know on ad free shows. Mm. Uh podcast heat. I don't know who produces this anymore. <laughs> All of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm under a huge umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Um that's growing, by the way. Uh <laughs> but uh I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, how fast it was in the first Oh, week. yeah. We talked about in past episodes of, of exactly how fast. It was like a month or, or, or something that we were, you know, the whole thing lasted a year. <laughs> the That's whole, crazy. The whole D, I mean, 98, uh, at the end of this year, we, we start breaking up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay. It um, seems so, like my so entire teenage years. A hundred percent. It seems like my whole life. And here I am still talking about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, I'm not getting paid to talk about it, but we are talking about it. 
Uh, did anything? Did, did, did anything change between y'all? Did you start riding together, or is everybody staying the course same? I mean, are no. you guys going? Hey, we're the new click. I mean, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, but no, we we so we still did the same thing we always did. Sometimes I would ride with Hunter in China. Sometimes I'd ride with, uh, like, if it was me and Kid together, it was like. Well, who's responsible enough to drive? Some you got to y'all got to ride with somebody. So, uh, so we would we would ride with just whoever. Uh, you know what I mean? Sometimes we'd hop in with it. So we we stayed together. But you knew Billy and China and Hunter were going to be at the gym the next morning, and and Kid would go to the gym too and do some stuff, and I would not. Uh, but but it was you know we still did our thing. We were we were we were us when we got to the dance. We figured why change us now? You know what I mean? Um, the house show loop in Scranton, Hershey, mm. Lowell, and New Haven was LOD winning every night when China would hit Animal with a low blow while you guys were set up for the Doomsday device. Were you excited to get another match on pay-per-view with the Road Warriors? I mean, that's always got to be a yeah, big thing. Yeah, right? heck yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. yeah. And and the truth be told, like we, we worked with them on all those live events. And look, that's what you do on a live event, right? Is the bad guy gets right up to where he's going to get beat. And then they cheat to, to get out of it somehow. And so that's, you know, that's the old, old thing. But yeah, it was going to be awesome to get to work with them again because we got to work with them the first time and beat them on pay-per-view. And it's like, holy, to me, that was in my career, me thinking back about things uh, that were cool and important, like us beating the Road Warriors that's pretty friggin' cool. I remember among fans, this was online chatter and a lot of talk between fans at Unforgiven, considering this is right around the time Ric Flair was going through his contract dispute in WCW. Was there ever a thought that you might see Nature Boy that day? Was there any rumors backstage about that? Uh, no, and even if there was, again, that would have been above my pay grade. Like, I wouldn't have been talking about Ric Flair might come in. You know what I mean? I would have been right. saying, what are we doing today on TV? And if we're not doing anything, can I leave? Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's It was that kind of thing for me at this period of time. Uh, at Unforgiven, Hunter has taken on Owen Hart, and China was put in a shark cage, and you would come out and help lower China to escape. Mm -hmm. Let's just, while we're talking about her, always good to uh, brag on her. Yeah. China was a bad woman, my friend. She was bad to the bone, man. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and to see her is to uh, oogle over her without meaning to do it. You know what I mean? Is to just yeah. go like, oh, my God. And, but then to know her and to know her uh, sense of humor and, and like I, look, like she's like me. I think she hid a, lot, hid a lot of stuff with her sense of humor. And so when we were together... Man, we just laughed. You know what I mean? And it was it was her turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. And it was we just laughed our asses off. And so I always had a great time with her, man. She was she was uh, she was the 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 flag the flagship. She was the uh, she kept us grounded. You know. Before we get into the match, dog, I want to give everybody a reminder: Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment. Oh, and you didn't now, know? Yeah, they're now offering a free seven-day trial over at TryFight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over 1,000 hours of live action every year, a library of over 4,000 hours on demand, plus wow. exclusive content. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a try, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com, T-R-Y-F-I-T-E.com. Dog, I am a subscriber to Fight Plus, and it is worth every single cent and more. There, you're getting a bargain. 
4,000 hours, hours on demand yeah, in the in the library. So Woo. yeah, you could sit there and watch fights all night. You know what I mean? And and uh, and all day next week too. Plus a so thousand hours day, of live action. Yeah. So, so is that a week? Yeah, you get a week free trial. Yeah, week free trial right there. Uh, fight plus, fight plus. Try fight.com. Oh, you didn't know? Ooh. All right, dog. Let's get to your fight from the Observer. Oh, I'd New Age not. Outlaws. Especially, especially from the Observer, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> New Age Outlaws retain the WWF tag titles, beating LOD 2000 in 12 minutes and 13 seconds. The Outlaws claim that Dean Smith, legendary local basketball coach, was going to be in their corner, but came out with a blow-up doll that they called Dean Smith. <laughs> was, hey, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Was Dean Smith, like, really... Uh, he was the North Carolina basketball So coach. he's worshipped in this place, right? Yes, he is <laughs> on top of Mount Rushmore by himself. And then you come out with a blow-up doll. Oh, Lord, just for the people that aren't <laughs> basketball fans, you know what I mean? I wanted yeah, he was Michael Jordan's coach at, at North Carolina. <laughs> the joke of it all was the... the and that look, that's what we did, was we took a... We took a pee, literally, on on everything. You know what I mean? Uh, not just the DOA's motorcycles, but but even the coach of of, of North Carolina and Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like it, we did, and so to an extent about what you asked earlier, there's a there's a lot of people out there that are going to pop on that. You know what I mean? Well, the observer noticed it didn't get the heat that you'd think, which speaks to you guys are starting to get babyface, and everybody's uh, loving it. Well, that's the great part about it. Were, were you? I'm not. No, I'm not listening to the. I'm not starting to listen to them now, just because they're putting me over a little bit. <laughs> well, when they when you started hitting babyface, was that was that a disappointment or was it like, oh, this is kind of cool move? So, so no, it, look, it's not a disappointment for sure. It's it's just kind of uh, eye opening when the fans are so fast to jump on that ride that, you know, I mean, think about it. They, they said like wrestling, the purist and traditionalist, and these guys are saying, suck it. And all the people went to the guys that were saying, suck it. But it was right. also that time where stone cold, Steve Austin was drinking beer and shooting the boss a bird and kicking him in the groin and, and stunning him. And, uh, you know, now he's going to have a match with him this one night. Uh, and, and we promoted that and worked up to it and then did the old bait and switch, of course, but, but it worked, it drew the audience and it drew them away from WCW and to WWF at the time. Um, and, and that guy, you know, coached Glenn close too, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina Lumberjacks. That was a yeah. Big you team. remember when they played? He, she was on the roller roller derby team. Uh, the, <laughs> roller derby. Yeah, the Lumberjills. Uh, the uh, the observer says typical LOD match. The stuff with animal is decent, and the stuff with Hawk ranges from bad to embarrassing. <laughs> Finally, they tease doing the Doomsday Device on Road Dog, but Billy Gunn. Clipped animal from behind. They mainly worked on animal's knee for the next several minutes. Uh, animal came back with the single worst-looking dragon screw in recorded mat history on gun. <laughs> Made the hot tag to Hawk after Hawk splashed gun from off the top. Road Dog hit Hawk with the belt, but Hawk kicked out. Finished saw Hawk deliver a German suplex on Road Dog, but ref Jack Dunn may only looked at Hawk's shoulders. Yes. While counting to three, 
And I got my shoulder up. Dog shoulders also on the mat. Oh, I think I got one up. I'm not sure. No, you were both there. I would have to see video evidence of that to believe it. A couple things from this recap. Uh, They're really pointing out that Hawk had to be carried at this moment. Did y'all remember that? Or was it like you said, hey, you were going through whatever he was going through. You just were out there doing a match. Well, and also... um, at this point in time, it, the world wasn't like it is now where every man for himself and screw everybody else. It was about if my buddy's hurting, I got to make up for it. If you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, and so I, I don't know. I never noticed it because we were just working and trying to live. And then people at the, uh, whatever the, the, <laughs> the observer yeah. uh, who've never been in a wrestling ring before come in and tell you how this guy's horrible and that guy's horrible and <laughs> and they're talking about one half of the mother flipping road warriors <laughs> uh. so it's 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 not ever funny or fair to say oh this guy sucks and that guy's like okay let, lace up a pair of boots and work with him in the Budokai and uh, you know what I mean or, or dry, well, I, dry, I imagine it has to happen all the time whether it's Hey, maybe in, in some cases it is drugs or alcohol or whatever, or they're injured or they yeah. just got gassed quicker than they thought they were. There's got to be a thousand things that could go wrong in the uh, ring where you have to carry your partner. A hundred percent. And look, yeah. I'm not saying that he wasn't screwed up. I'm not, I'm not, that's yeah. not what I'm trying to say at all. I'm also saying that I was along with him. And, yeah. and util, usually, because I've known him since 91, I think, usually if he has, I have, and vice versa. And so that's the way it went. You know what I mean? And especially if we were working together, it would be like, hey, you and me, just take, do this and do that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and right, wrong, or indifferent, that's the way it was. You know what I mean? Talk about the finish, fan, not a fan, or were you just happy that it was Don who ended up taking the Doomsday device and not you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to cut that backflip, that's for sure. Um, I had taken it before and broke both my big toes. Uh, Did you just really? because I, Yeah, I wore them, uh, them, uh, them wrestling boots, like shooter boots, like Asics wrestling boots. God only knows why. I just couldn't imagine my ankles being restricted in a wrestling boot. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. needed, I needed my ankle flexibility. Movement. Yeah, I needed that movement, and uh, and so I just wear kick pads and those, and yeah, I landed right on my big toes because I was worried about landing on my head. So I thought, well, I'll flip really fast, make sure I get over. I got over all right. <laughs> Coming in on. Yeah, I got over to the Degum emergency room. Well, let's talk about this. You hinted at it earlier. Later that night, Jeff Jarrett. Sang with the country music group Sawyer Brown. Oh, look As at many that. of you know, Mark Miller, the lead singer of the Mark group. Mark Miller. I was yeah, right. He went to high school with Ron and Don Harris. Yep. And they've remained friends since that time. Jared had practiced with them for a while and as a singer did a good job. Anyway, after one song, this turned into an angle as Steve Blackman attacked him. <sighs> Tennessee Lee clocked Blackman with a guitar from behind. Jarrett then put Blackman in the figure four while the crowd loudly started, we want flair chants. <laughs> Dog, did you sing for Jeff here? No. Really? No, I did not. I did not. Um, I, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I had no idea he did that. Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, I did not sing for him in this in this case. Look, and I do know that Jeff went uh, way above and beyond trying to to 
chase a singing career or, or at least see if he could have one. And, and they got to a place where like, yeah, we could probably do this. And so I don't know why that ever fell apart, but um, he was always, you know, they also play a lot of basketball. Uh, Mark Miller had a big basketball court in his, in his big barn and, uh, and Jeff's a baller um, and the Harris boys and, and Mark Miller and all them were ballers. And so they played a lot of basketball together and grew up together a little bit. How about this tidbit? Also on the show is the first ever Inferno match between Undertaker and Kane. What'd you oh. think of that? So it was new and awesome, but it it was it didn't follow the hype. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they they did all they could do with what they could do. I just feel like if we had if we had it now with with the technology and the safety, right. you know, all that stuff. Um, and, and technology, dude, that would be awesome now. You could probably light a dude on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Austin and Dude Love would also be in the main event ending when Austin hit Vince McMahon with a chair. Uh, the company had to be riding high with finally defeating WCW in the Monday Night Wars and the implosion of WCW right on the other side, right? I mean, this had to be, yeah. like you said, this was a fun time. Yeah, it was a blast. And tr truth be told, like it was, it was a blast all the way up until they bought WCW. You know what I mean? And then it was like, oh, okay, now it's now it's just us. Now what are we doing? I think I got fired around that time anyway. Um, that was right after I was special guest referee for the uh, lumberjack match of Dave Meltzer versus Glenn Close that uh, closed the show in your house. Uh, that's where everybody knows. In Glenn Sasparilla. Close is a lumberjack. She <laughs> yeah. won. She won the lumberjack match. She yeah. beat Dev Meltzer. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to some fan questions, dog, about this night. Uh, WWE Master 2018 says, Ooh. where did you find that doll? I mean, what <laughs> store did you find the blow-up doll? Well, it wasn't a store. It was in my luggage. <laughs> That, that was when a you, Florida special, baby. When you, when you, I got it right there on 75 South where it says, We Bear All. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's the Cafe Risque. We Never Bear mind. All. Never mind. Um, but no, I didn't get it there. I don't know where. We we just, you know what? WWE is great because you just go like, Hey, we got this idea where we want to have this blow-up doll and a birthday cake that says suck it and like two hours later you have both of them sitting there and so so it's i was about to say that means some pa went out and had to buy a blow-up <laughs> yeah <doll>. yes <laughs> and, a, and an ice cream cake that said suck it so, so. i swear and it's for wrestling i swear it's for it's wrestling for... guys this blow-up doll's for wrestling it's, it's for later tonight uh, uh <laughs> Hippie Bree or Hippie Bry, I'm not sure. B R Y E, but Ooh. either way, they're a hippie, and they Bry. want to know. Uh, hey guys, thanks for all the work you put in each week. During your opening promo, Jr. makes reference to how much pride this must be bringing to the Armstrong family. So I got to know, wondering how many blow up dolls did the Bullet accompany to the <laughs> ring? Well. I'm sure that Jr. was saying that in jest, um, <laughs> uh, but but I'm not sure if Bob ever ever was escorted to the ring by a blow-up doll. But I know I, for one, have had several very interesting interactions with blow. -up. Anyway, go ahead. What was the next question? <laughs> Brad Stanton wants to know 
Is LOD 2000 a better sequel than Blues Brothers 2000? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I will say yes on that for sure, only because of my pure love for the gentleman we're talking about. Um, but yeah, Blues Brothers 2000 was a bad idea. Uh, Bobby KF5GTX says, Dog, were you a part of creative decisions when the new DX was being discussed, or was it all just presented to y'all? Thanks again for the podcast. I really enjoy watching it each week. Oh, thank man. you, well, Bobby. Yeah, thank you uh, so much for, for listening, man, and for chiming in. Um, so, no, I was not uh, in on the creative decisions, but but I, yeah, I would just find out what I was doing when I got there. And, uh, I, you know, I wish I would have paid more attention, but that's just not, <laughs> that's just not how I was at the time. Uh, uh, Yambag Jones wants to know. Yambag. A lot of people in wrestling seem to have a hawk impersonation. Let's hear it, dog. Do you have one? So I'll tell a little story, and it ends with the, with the, uh, with the yeah. hawk impersonation. Yeah. So I'm. This is probably 1991, and I'm in the Marine Corps, and I'm stationed in Washington D.C. at Eighth and I Marine Barracks, and they come to, uh, I think it's Landover or something. They come. They come to to wrestle somewhere, and. Uh, and it's close enough, so I go. I go to wrestling, and I go to the hotel bar afterwards. And and uh, it's funny. Uh, it's not funny at all, but it's just ironic that that, that Bushwhackers, uh, you know, uh, one of them just passed away. Wow. Uh, and and so yeah yeah, um, one of them just passed away, and and so we were we Butch. were sitting we were sitting yeah it was yeah it was Butch. Um, Anyway, they were great guys, and 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 great guys. Look, I knew Butch when he when I was young, and he wrestled for uh, uh, Southeastern Championship Wrestling. Anyway, I went down there. It was, it was uh, I was in the Marine Corps. I went to the re- so so the Bushwhackers are sitting at the bar, and they and they're drinking, and, and me and 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 Hawk and Brother Brad and a few more people are sitting, you know, away from the bar, um, but so the Bushwhackers stand up, and I'm there with a buzz cut you know i'm in the marine corps and i and they go hey sergeant army dog whatever they start kind of <laughs> to kind of taking the piss out of me a little bit and they and they and they're going on and on and i'm just thinking like okay whatever like i don't know what to do um but right then mike hegstrand hawk stands up on the table and throws a shot glass like he's crow hopping and coming in from center field. And it goes right over their heads and shatters on the wall across from them. And I mean shatters. And he goes, keep it down, Bluto. Don't make Popeye get out of his chair. That was a shoot line that came out of his mouth after he threw a shot glass at him. Keep it down, Bluto. Don't make Popeye get out of his chair. And that that was the whole promo. And everybody <laughs> laughed and 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 feared away and shied away. <laughs> right. We're done. All of the above. <laughs> but this was you know, this was the nineties. It was early nineties too. It wasn't it wasn't now where you do that and everybody gets arrested and you know what I mean? <laughs> you just sit uh, back down at your table and yeah, have fun. and go like, Can we get another shot glass over here, please? Uh, <laughs> he dropped his at ninety miles an hour. Uh, Brian <laughs> Haremza wants to know, dog, during the Inferno match, did you ever consider running out and making s'mores and then running back to the <laughs> locker 
<laughs> no, but I do wish I'd have run out there and like tried to light a joint or something off. You know what I mean? Like just suddenly go, oh, my bad, my bad, and run out. That's a, that's a job for truth. You know what I mean? For Ronnie Killings. Uh, and Brian Fuller wants to know, he said, dog, on Foley is pod, it was mentioned <laughs> that blow-up dolls were a big part of your act in 1998. <laughs> did the D-O-double-G buy his own dolls, or did he send someone like Harvey Whippleman to get them at blow-up dolls or us? Well, that, so that's interesting that you mentioned Harvey Whippleman. No, I did not send Harvey Whippleman, <laughs> uh, but I do love Harvey Whippleman. Um, the second part of that is, no, I did not buy my own. When you're good, you have sponsors. And so so blow-up dolls are us was a sponsor at one time. Uh, no, I think that was said in passing and in jest as well. I don't remember, but maybe a couple of times having the blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Foley saying it's your thing. Oh, yeah, it was. You spent a whole year with a blue I mean, we, we broke up after that, but we, we never got engaged we or anything. We broke up. <laughs> uh, dog, before we get out of here, we got a couple things uh, to okay. do. We've got a top dog. We've got a, the All thankful right. minute before yes. we get out of here. Real quickly, I want to talk about this. Next week, though, we're going to be discussing... The greatest Royal Rumble, oh. the WWE's first trip to Saudi Arabia, booking a 50-man Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. The controversy with Chris Jericho, Rusev, and The Undertaker, the steel cage match with Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. A lot of meat on that bone There's next a week. Lot, a lot to unpack. All right, dog. We're going to start with Top Dog. Top and that's dog. our segment where we find out if you are a better sports entertainer than certain other sports entertainers. entertainers. Are you ready? I am prepared as I'm going to get. <laughs> I could have pulled Wait. a handy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> good. This is going to be I a good just one. Now, see, I just get the list. You've never seen the list. <laughs> I no. just get the list. Uh, here we go. Uh, number one, are you a better sports entertainer than Val Venus? Oh. Oh. Man. If he's, anything, he was an entertainer. We got to give him de- that. Hey, definitely an entertainer and a good worker too. Yeah. Look, and 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 uh, Sean, I think his name's Sean Moreland. Um, very educated man on the things he wants to be educated on. Uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, whether you agree with him or not, he's a very smart man about a lot of things. They just happen to be controversial. All the things <laughs> he's smart about. Uh, but however, like. If you hear him tell it, it ain't controversial, and and he's got an argument, you know. And so I don't know. Am I a better? No, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes, I am. There we go. Yeah, that's the correct answer. I, I was hoping it was, but I still not sure, hundred percent. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Number two on the list, dog. <laughs> are you a better sports entertainer than Big Dick Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm not bad I'm not headed. So yes, I am. I am hundred percent. Oh man. hundred percent. Well, that was not the picture I expected to pop oh, up. BDJ. You're watching on our YouTube. BDJ. <laughs> Look at that. He's ready to rock and roll. He is ready to rock and roll. Is that Shawn Michaels? Who is that? It <laughs> looks like there? a young buck. Or <laughs> yeah, like... I don't know who that is standing there. It looks like. Uh, wow. It looks like. Uh, what's the guy? Uh, 
What was the party boy from Jackass? What was him? <laughs> oh, it was Matt Hardy. It oh, is uh, Matt Hardy. It looks like, oh, yeah, Chris Pontius from Jackass. Is it yeah. Like. yeah, it does. It is Matt Hardy, though. Uh, all right. And last yeah. but not least, coming from our producer, <laughs> are you a better sports entertainer than legendary English wrestler Tinker Todd? <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know the story, you don't know so, the story. If you don't know the story on Tinker Todd, I just did a uh, a live Q and A with the legendary David Crockett, who said in his wrestling days, he remembers Tinker Todd because he was English, and he would poop before a match <laughs> and not wipe properly, so everybody would have to smell it. And my man, that was in the early seventies. That means he remembers that smell fifty years, 50 years later. later. Bless his heart. Wow. Bless his heart. Um, Any interactions with Tinker Todd? Da- da- David's <laughs> never been to war, apparently. Uh, <laughs> you smell things. You uh, smell no, things. So, so what I do want to do right now is, uh-huh. before I say whether I am or uh, not a better sports entertainer than Tinker Todd, I want you to read his other names, his other okay. monikers that he was known as. Alter Egos, um, he was El Verdugo. Then he went to Oliver Winrush. Yeah. Then he was Ramon Napolitano. Of course he was. Ray St. Clair, Sir Albert Lansdale. Oh. Uh, Sir Francis Sinclair. Ooh. And then he was Tinker Todd. He was part of the... Royal kangaroos, my friend. So, so that's where people will know the fabulous kangaroos. The fabulous kangaroos. NWA tag team champions. Yeah. What was the other cat's name? Uh, Al Costello. Al Costello, uh, Abbott's twin sister. Um, <laughs> he was Italian, <laughs> uh, and his signature move was the boomerang, my friend. The boomerang. I mean, that's... How about that. Look, having said all that and t- yeah. taking time to take that in, yes, I'm a better sports entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like he had a heck of a career. Yeah. That that, uh, that not only did what few do today, but jumped the pond and early, early and, and got, uh, you know, domestic recognition over here. He wrestled uh, for Mid-Atlantic uh, Jim Crockett Promotions as early as 1952. Wow. And wrestled his last match in 1973. How about that? Yeah. Yep. That's a pretty incredible run, man. Old mud uh, butt tinker. <laughs> stinker tot. Mud butt stinker. Well, you're, you're three. You're stinker three and You're three and oh for stinker Todd today on that. Uh, let me get some promos in because we're going to go out on the thankful minute. We want to okay. go out on a high note. Uh, don't forget. AFS has got some incredible shows. How about they have a Jim Johnson episode, dog? Oh, wow. You've talked about him before. Yeah. He created the soundtrack for generations of WWE fans. Iconic themes, yep. The Undertaker, Stone Cold, Ultimate Warrior, and yes, Degeneration, Degeneration X. X. Uh, legendary composer Jim Johnson joins Conrad on an all-new Conversations with Conrad to discuss the psychology and creative process behind the music we all grew up on. Available now only exclusively at adfreeshows.com, where it starts for just $9. You get thousands of hours of bonus contents, new live recordings of the new podcast, premium watch-along events. You can see the live Q&A I just did with David Crockett, where he talks about Tinker Todd not wiping. 
Um, also, <laughs> we want to thank all of our sponsors for today's show. Amen. Uh, Amen. That is Factor and that is Fight Plus. We appreciate that. Uh, and if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, there's no better place to advertise than right here on Oh You Didn't Know. You've heard oh, us do ads. Didn't some of the same companies for years why is that because it works it's, and, it's and with works it does work and with our super targeted audience there's very little way so go to advertisewithdog.com and find out more about advertising with oh you didn't know big or small give them a call see if they can help you let us help you grow your business we always Amen. want to give a shout out to the grateful book by eric bischoff and guy evans it's out yep. on amazon or bischoffbook.com and before you leave here Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating on all platforms, and be sure to follow us on social media. As you can see, he's at Brian R.D. James. I'm at the Casio Kid. The show is at You Didn't Know Pod. And on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash D-O-G-G. And plus, all the merchandise. I don't know if we've got any merchandise picks ready, but if you do, Producer Dom, go ahead and throw that up. If not, make sure you go to boxofgimmicks.com. The infamous I'm a Fergal McDivitt guy. Oh, Ooh. look at that. Oh, you've got that and you've got the jersey. Go ahead, go sling that jersey back up. Yep. Uh, I know those are running out. We only have 69 of those, and those are running low on inventory. So go now to boxofgimmicks.com plus the Let's Go to Kill Terry Funk t shirt is available <laughs> there as well. Uh, dog, before we get out of here, we want to end on a high note with so much negativity on social media. We want to spread positivity. That's why we put 60 seconds on the clock for the thankful minute. And dog, you get to tell us what you are thankful for in your life. Oh, oh. oh. he teased oh. you. Okay. There I'm go. going, I'm going. So, oh. so, so look, there's always, there's oh. always, there's always something to be thankful for. And that's why, so look, you could throw this minute up at any time of my day, and I guarantee you I can give you a minute of stuff I'm thankful for. I'm going to get a little sappy on you right now, Casio and Do Dom, it. because I'm I'm grateful and I'm thankful for the relationships that I've uh, that I've got with you guys, that I have with you guys now, that, that this time a year ago, I didn't even know who you guys were. And now I have a relationship where I consider you guys friends. And I, I call you and I text you and I say mean things and dirty things over text threads and we all laugh and I, look I have a good time with you guys and so I'm thankful for uh, the relationships that we are nurturing here every week and I'm also thankful um, that I got to special guest referee that match between Glenn Close and Dave <laughs> Meltzer where she was the infamous lumberjack Glenn Close we'll work on that on the merchandise be looking for that at boxagimmicks.com Lane Close is a lumberjack. Should be a top seller. We'll make seven she's of those. She's a lumberjack and she's out. okay. She works all night and she plays all day. I don't know what the how the song goes. It's an Dog, old Irish thing. Great Shank. stuff, man. Always good to talk to you, brother. Hey, just th I want you to go out thinking about this. Tinker used to poop and then not wipe and then wrestle folks. Did uh, you ever have anybody like that? It was the 50s. Look, a lot of people poop and not wipe. <laughs> Did they even have toilet paper in the 50s? I'm not sure. Who I don't can, know when it Who was can invented. be sure at this point? There's no right. way no way to find things like that out. If you don't like smelly wrestling drawers or if you yeah. don't like this episode. We got two words for you. Suck it. Oh, I look so mad.